1: All right. Happy Monday, Activators. I'm here sans Steph. We um, had some scheduling difficulties, so it's just myself and my very special guest today. Uh, Actually, I feel like I've been talking about having this guest on the podcast since like the very, very beginning, um, and it's just never worked out until now. So I'm so excited. I've seen her doing other podcasts, and I'm just so... um, just really in awe of all of the things that she's doing because I've known this person for my whole entire life. Well, her whole entire life. Um, <laughs> so it's my cousin Ashley. Ashley Nate, welcome to Activate. Thank you. Excited to be here. Finally. <laughs> I know. We're making it happen. So, yes. Yeah, so, Ashley is my cousin, my little, my little cousin. And, um, I have watched your entire journey and it's so cool and it's what I want to talk about because you were the most shy <laughs> little girl. Yeah. Ever. And it's funny because I was thinking back and I remember um my mom. My mom, our family is very much like, go hug your grandma, or like, go do <laughs> what i'm saying and it was always like go go talk to ashley yeah or melissa would be like she doesn't talk to me yeah. I, don't, I don't know what to say to her <laughs> you're so shy and it's just so cool to see how you've just like Um, You know, you've just come out of your shell, as they say, but you've done it in such a cool way because it was all of it was scary for you. And I think that so many people can relate to that. And we have so many people that listen that are entrepreneurial or want to be like it's a dream of theirs. You know, I think that my story, our stories align a little bit in that it was like, I always knew I was kind of like made for more than what I was doing, but I couldn't, couldn't figure out what it was, or I was too afraid to like step out in the fear and do the thing to make it happen. And that's what I've been able to watch you do over the past several years. And it's been so fun. Yes. It has been quite the journey for sure. Yeah. So you um, sent over. I know you were on another podcast recently, and you sent out some notes, and it was fun to read through. And I've done some highlighting, but I kind of want to. I kind of want to start at the end and go backwards because you. My favorite thing that you wrote um, was the advice that you would give somebody and it was um to follow your heart and go before you feel ready which is huge Um, one of the things that paralyzes us is the false assumption that we have to have every last bit of knowledge and every detail mapped out before embarking on something new and scary in reality the best teacher is experience you learn and overcome fear by doing set your focus on taking the first step and then just keep taking the next step from there. Your journey might take you to a different place than where you envisioned. um, But the only way to find out is to take action. And I just absolutely love that.
2: Yeah. I think it's one of the biggest secrets in life that, you know, people see other people doing things that they want to do. And they just automatically assume they can't because, Oh, that person has all of this knowledge and all of this experience and this temperament and this personality. And they have all of these things. Like you're in your, you know, you're just talking yourself out of it. They have all of these things that you don't have, but the secret is that they don't, <laughs> They really, you know, they, the difference between somebody um, successful doing what you want to do and you is just that, they're doing it and they, they started it. doing it. Yeah. Really and, it. um, yeah, yeah. You just have to,
1: as the cliche phrase says,
2: <laughs> do it afraid,
1: <laughs> you know, post the other day about how courage comes before confidence. And so you have mm-hmm. to have the, the courage to do the hard and scary things before you feel the confidence in what you're doing. Right. Like you're not confident when you do it for yeah. the very first time, you're terrified.
2: Yeah. And everybody, I think, everybody's terrified and everybody struggles from these same things. Like you think that it's just you that feels imposter syndrome and it's just you that feels scared. Everybody has these same things. Even the people that have been in the, in whatever industry for 20 years, they're still feeling nerves and they're still comparing themselves to this next person. Like that's natural, but that's how you grow. You right. know, you can't grow with no resistance and, right. you right. know, with everything just all ease.
1: I think that's the thing with social media. A lot of social media creates this compare and despair sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Like you're always the imposter syndrome comes up. You're comparing yourself to other people in where they're at in their journey. When you're, you're so far, you haven't just gotten to where they are because they have time that they've invested for you, right? It's not that you're not as good or you're not going to get there. But the other thing that's cool about some people's social media is that they do get vulnerable and they will share where they came from and how it was hard and what they went through. Yeah. So that when you're comparing yourself to where they're at, you can be like, oh my gosh, they started here.
0: All right, guys, before we get in the episode, I just want to talk to you about Nux Activewear. Work hard, play hard, and slay through the sweat with Nux Active. N U X Active is high performance Activewear that doesn't compromise on the chic. Located in Los Angeles, their diverse women-operated team oversees every meticulous detail of the design process, from the first stitch to the last shipment. They channel Positive Planet vibes through a commitment to using the best organic fabrics and recycled materials as much as possible. NUX Active is active fashion that flexes and fits like a buttery second skin. Power through Pilates, dare to reach your hit goals, And strive for that extra rep in NUX Active. Run, don't walk over to NUXactive.com. That's N-U-X-A-C-T-I-V-E.com to check out the latest collection and energizing colorways. As a gift to you, take 20% off your purchase with promo code ACTIVATE20 at checkout. That's ACTIVATE with a K, 20 at checkout. Make positive moves with NUX Active.
1: Um, So I want to go back in time a little bit. So you started out as a teacher hmm right and I thought I didn't know you went to school for um, real estate I didn't know yeah well,
2: so I first I was I was technically undecided like I just and I have talked about this and said that in another podcast like I never knew what I wanted to do I was like all over the place it changed with the month you know and I always really admired people that you know, there's just some people that like, they wanted to be a doctor from kindergarten, or they wanted to be a teacher whatever, like, I never have I never knew, I was like, that? you know, yeah. and so I was undecided. And then technically, I was kind of leaning towards thinking I want to do math education, because I always killed it at math in school. And I liked it. Yep. Um, we took- didn't we, I didn't get that gene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the it's the Brad Orvis Mars. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, but I, did, I took a semester of calculus and I was like, nope, I don't want to do this. And so then I ended up switching and declaring finance, kind of largely also because Chad did that and he was so successful and I saw dollar signs. I think, I mean, it was because I like numbers. So I was like, oh, it's numbers. And yeah. I was in a lot of business classes in high school and I enjoyed those. So it made sense. But I think largely I was like, oh, you go into finance and you make a lot of money. Yeah. but it's funny because I wasn't asking myself well would you be happy doing that you know it's like mm-hmm. I was still just kind of like justifying oh this makes sense because of this but sometimes mm-hmm. you do have to try things to figure out what you like and you don't like you know it's always nice when you're not doing that while spending money in college but you know
1: <laughs> but you know so <laughs> so, interesting. I wonder yeah. really and I wonder if that's changing a little. I would think, I think that, it is. Yeah, that today more than maybe ever, people are asking themselves, would this make me happy? Yeah. Um, because I think, yeah, like in our, you know, when our parents yeah. were growing up and whatever, it was just about like, okay, this is what I have to do. This is what I'm good at. This is what would make me the most money. I think that they right. weren't thinking about the emotion of it all. Yeah. So much. now we're so, you know, into... Understand our yeah.
2: emotions, and well, um, so it wasn't technically until my fifth year of college. I did take one semester off to do an internship in finance, um, and then I did a couple other one of a real estate internship in Minneapolis, and then I did one in Cedar Rapids at Aegon. Okay. And it was after the one in Minneapolis I came back and was like. I'd hate this. And I'm like a senior. I've been in college for four years. And I don't, and then I'm like, what am I going to do? I'm going to graduate with something that I don't like doing. Like some people are, the corporate world works for them. But like that just being in a cubicle isn't going to work for me. Which (laughs) funny story, I had to laugh because Everett was supposed to dress up for career day this week. And he said uh, he, what he wanted to be was be a businessman that works in the tall tower in Des Moines. I was like, no, you don't. Yeah. I just had to laugh. I'm like, so you want to be a corporate guy? That's okay. Um I'm like, you're not even going to college because we're not doing that (laughs) here in this family. But um yeah, so yeah, I just remember coming going to the counselor and being like, I don't know what to do. I don't like this. I still kind of want to teach. And then that's kind of how I like ended up backwards into business teaching since I already had taken the business classes. Right. I remember calling my parents, too, and being like, they're probably going to be like, uh, no, you need to graduate. But my dad was like, well, yeah, like, if you don't like it, you don't like, yeah, you need to do to find something else. And so I just remember, oh. like, I went into it thinking, like, that they weren't going to say that, that they were going to no. say graduate. But they were like, no, you need to be happy. And if that's oh, what's yes, I be love that. That's I know. Oh, Yeah, I'll never forget that. I don't know if they remember that conversation. But, like, oh, I can remember where I was where I was sitting and everything but anyway so ended up in teaching but like you said I still it's like that's where I landed but I was still I like went in knowing i didn't want to do it forever i just needed to like figure out what my thing was going to be and that would hold me over for a little bit exactly Which, it wasn't not good. to say that it wasn't a great experience like god put that in my life and, exactly that's and what- i needed to be pushed in the way that teaching pushed me and so it
1: was- sorry i keep interrupting that's no, why you're love- story Ashley Mm -hmm. is that you can see now it's like hindsight's 2020 right like yeah through things and we're in the middle of something and it's like god what are you doing like what is happening this makes no sense but when you can see it um you know kind of on the other side of things you're like oh my gosh I see how it absolutely all made sense and why why it had to to be the way it was right so you were in teaching for how long?
2: So I taught for eight years and then I took a different role in the district um, that was outside of the classroom and doing more data um, at the elementary level. But it kind of brought back some of the things from when I was doing those finance internships. So the reason that I got that other role was because I had these skills in spreadsheet and collecting data and things that I used to do at Agon. So it's like another thing where like, you look back and you're like, that is not just chance, like all these things. And like, I was pregnant with Freddie and I just, I really just didn't want to be in the classroom anymore. Like I needed a change, but I didn't know where else I was going to go. And so actually I had interviewed for two different coaching jobs, like an instructional coach Mm -hmm. um, within the district. And I didn't get both of them so like I interviewed didn't get it interviewed didn't get it and so like talk about feeling like a slap in the face <laughs> you know and so then this other job somebody told me about which I would have never looked at towards on my own because it was elementary and it's at risk. I'm like, I don't know anything about any of that stuff. Right. Um, but then come to find out it had a lot to do just kind of with collecting data and providing that. And somebody knew the curriculum director at the time knew that I had this background and spreadsheets and that I could. I'm really good at putting things together like that, and so she ended up telling me about it. And I just remember interviewing for that job, and I'm just like, I swear to God, if I don't miss this one, like I cannot lose out on a job opportunity three times in a row. But yeah. I ended up getting that one, and it ended up being bad, like way better than the other two. I would have not. I don't. Right. I don't think I would have liked being an instructional coach at all. But the interviews prepared me for this interview and got my name in front of people. And right. so, yeah, just all of these things. I feel like I heard it. I don't know if it was a different podcast or something, but it was just like, go back in your life and see where you can connect yeah, the dots. So many dots. And mm-hmm. it's just like, holy crap. It's, yeah, there, there, are
1: no, there are truly no coincidences. I mean, you know, it's all planned out for you. I um, think I might've
2: even said in the notes too. It's, I mean, it's easy for me now. And obviously we can get more into like where I'm at right now with real yeah. estate, but It's easy to be now and look at other realtors and compare myself and be like, if only I had done this right away. Like, what if I started doing this when I was 25? Or like, what if we started investing real estate when we are in our 20s? Like, you know, you go back and you play that, like, you know, hindsight, I can go back and change all these things. I'm like, how much Mm -hmm. further I could be along. But... Like I needed all of those other things in there to get to where I'm at. So,
1: okay. So that kind of brings us to the wine business, which is where you really started coming out of your shell and we all kind Mm -hmm. of really started to see a change in you. Um, So tell us about just making that decision. Obviously everybody knows what, you know, Steph and I do. We share Mm -hmm. college and and we've been so successful in that. Um, But you were really the first one in the family to like take this, Oh yeah, yeah yeah
2: so this would have been I think this would have been like maybe a year year and a half before I left the classroom and went to that other role that I had just talked about so mm-hmm. looking for something looking for something and and you know like I had got hit up by other people for different opportunities and just like never looked into it but then the message comes that you know it has to do with wine and I'm like, well you know I don't want to sell Beach body fitness. I don't want to sell this, you know, clothes, whatever, this or that. But I'm like, well, I feel like this could be fitting for me. And um, was at least willing to be open to like hear it out. Yeah. And so then I sat on it a little longer. I mean, it was a long process of hearing it to getting to the point of being like, Yes, I'm gonna do this and like having the confidence to say yes. Like I remember like mulling it over with Justin and being like, I feel like like I needed him to like hype to me out. <laughs> you know? totally like, totally yeah. That. Yeah. I mean, like, like, that. The, like the approval and like the sense of confidence I need to like actually have, have sure. belief. That's really the first step is to have mm-hmm. belief. And sometimes it takes a while to get to that. Point of just having the belief to say yes. But
1: well, sometimes it takes having somebody believe in you enough. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yourself, right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So yeah. once I did that, I mean, I mean, sometimes I look back and I'm, yeah, I'm like impressed at what I did because I feel like it was like such a drastic shift. But I think I was just so ready for mm-hmm. something different and new to challenge me that I don't know. For some reason, just whatever I was told to do, I was doing it. And it was scary. Like I remember sending what, and this is what you did at the time. And what I was coached to do is to reach out to people, right. you know, like not, it was not, Hey girl, but it was still kind of like that ish. You know, <laughs> they tried to say, yeah, they tried to say it was different, but hooray, <laughs> really short, just like, Hey, I'm doing this new thing. Would you be interested? If not, no big deal, you know, type of language. Yeah. And I, I just remember sending those first messages and just like, my heart is racing, <laughs> you know? And, and uh, I would do like five, and I'm just like, that's all my soul can right now, <laughs> you know, and then give it a couple weeks. I'm just like blasting everybody with messages, and that's what people I hate about it, but you know what that's that's what we had to do at the time and and uh I, I I said this in another podcast too. I mean you just that's what I was being coached to do, and I'm just trying to to level up, I found something that I love and I'm excited about. So like, who cares? You know, yeah. sometimes people are such, such haters. And it's easy to say that on the other side. Yeah. But, um. And sometimes you see people doing it in ways where you're like, uh, like, oh, totally. You
1: know,
0: I
2: have yeah, I, it, it, but hard for people because they're trying right. to do something
1: for their family, like give right. them a break. You know, <laughs> exactly. And it does. It gets a bad rap for a reason. Like mm-hmm. drug sales, multi-level marketing, whatever. It it gets a bad rap for a reason. Um. But yeah, the things that it has done for me in my life, like. I couldn't have imagined like what I would get out of it, and it like money aside, like the income aside, just the the relationships, the friendships, the like-minded people that I'm surrounded with all the time, Mm -hmm. the um, the trips that I've gotten to go, and then just mainly the the confidence that I've gained. Oh yeah, from doing it, and that's where we saw you. Like I saw you. And I think what, what kind of started was like, you forced yourself to go live or is that right? Okay. Yeah.
2: I did start going live a lot. Yep. Yep. I just, yeah. I mean, I don't know how I did it. Honestly. <laughs> I mean, I just made the decision, like I wanted to change. And then I just, I, I just made it a mission to do it afraid. And I just. Was like, I'm just gonna do this and I don't care. <laughs> and I think, and, ra- can- and reading the books, like listening to yeah. other podcasts, being surrounded by other people who are like really hyping you up and cheering you on. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, my family and my closest friends aren't really entrepreneurial, at le- like, you know, like my like- parents aren't that's not necessarily a bad thing, but it's just not something I was really ever exposed to. And I would say like my, my closest friends, my best friends are not in entrepreneur, you know? And so I got into this whole new world and made new friends, not that I disposed of my old friends, but new friends that get you on different levels. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, I think just like being in that, that noise and just that positivity and that excitement, yeah. that's what gave me kind of the, the confidence and the extra push too to like push through the fear and just do it, do yeah. it anyways. But yeah, I used to go live on Facebook all the time, and
1: and you were super vulnerable. You said like, look, I'm shaking. The scares. Yeah, yeah. I don't like. I think people are so attracted to that, like mm-hmm. just that open, honest you know, just like, listen, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm just showing up. Like yeah. it gives people, it gives people the confidence to be able to do it for themselves. Like, look, she's not doing it perfectly. And she's afraid, like I would, right. do, so maybe I could do that too. Yeah. So like dipping your toe into this, like, you know, direct sales business really sort of catapulted from what uh, I, yeah. you know, your desire to do something for yourself on your own to sort of like you and Justin both, like, it's been so fun to watch yeah. So sort of like create your life by design, like make a life that you guys wanted to live. Like you living. Right. So I don't
2: think I would have, I would definitely not be where I am today or probably even be a realtor if it wasn't for that yes to network marketing because it like just changed something in me. And even though I'm not doing network marketing business anymore, like there, I mean, I just have, like I gained so much value from that. Like it's yeah. just, it can't even be measured because- I I did that. And then we ended up, um, so I feel like when I got, when I got pregnant with Freddie then, and then I was shifting into that new job and, um, the wine business was kind of dying down a little bit and also I was pregnant. So it wasn't, it's not as fun to have a wine business. pregnant. (laughs) And I was just kind of like looking at other things. And then that's when we bought our first, uh, rental property. And then when we were looking for the second one, you know, we're having to get realtors to come show us. I'm like, maybe I should just get my real estate license because then, you know, we don't have to mess with that. And then that later turned into kind of a light bulb of, well, or maybe I could just be a realtor and have it for more than just the convenience of getting us into houses here and there. Right. And so then it's like another light bulb turned on, like, this is my out.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yeah, you know, yes. it, it's so, out of the nine to five, punching a time clock. You know, <laughs> living for someone else's rules, and that's yeah. what—that's what's been so inspirational to me. I think in watching you guys like take these risks, yeah, because I don't think you come from a family of risk takers. <laughs> no, we <laughs> <laughs> from the same family. Um, yeah, but um. Yeah, I feel like we've all, everybody before us has kind of like just played it safe. And yes. like you and Justin have been the first examples, really, I feel like in our family of people that have like, you know, done scary things and done some risky things as far as oh, yeah. you know, buying properties and going for things, you know, like yeah. not being, not letting the fear hold you back from doing the things that you know, um, you know, could greatly impact what your yeah. future like. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. I feel like I feel like that, too. We've been. Yeah, I feel like probably I think it was like five years ago, 2018, I think is when I did that network marketing business. And we weren't. Yeah. Neither of us were doing anything else at that point. And then, yeah, then it kind of turned in the real estate thing. And then Justin kind of got the bug for that. And he's doing things in real estate and. And yeah, it just kind of like spiraled and then. Yeah, like you said, we really have started to have been doing some big risks. But I the the youngins ruin this phrase, but you only love once, you know, <laughs> YOLO. Like, I just, I'm not gonna, and I like, I'm not gonna just stay somewhere and be unhappy. Like, that is something that I did promise to myself when I was little, that, like, I'm not going to just work every day in something that I don't like. If I don't like it, I'm going to find something new. I'm going to go do that yes and that it's still scary you know i mean it's it's still scary now i mean i left a salary and you know just that stability yes to now i'm straight commission and also have three kids
1: say, and, the whole, <laughs> and the whole other baby after all right
2: Back- and yeah like there i have them some of the days like i kind of have to you know kind of tweak my schedule out um yeah. The to mouth. work around them, like I don't have necessarily. Well, I mean, I have enough, as much time as I need, but um yeah, I mean, it is it is a risk. But also, that's where faith comes in, right? Yes, but no, that's, you know, just, <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's um because people had asked me when I was leaving, you know, what are you gonna, what are you gonna do now, and and everything, just like be a realtor. I'm like, yeah, I think so. You know, I don't know. I'm just gonna like I wasn't like. I didn't have everything mapped out. Like, I mean, I had a nest egg. Like, So I I got my license April, 2021. And I had a whole nother year of school that I did after I got my license. Right. And um, I wasn't like killing it then because I was working full time. And then I was, pre- at that point, I was pregnant with Etta, And, um, but I built up kind of a nest egg and then I got paid through August because my teaching contract, even though I was done in June. So I kind of built that up. And so I had that. It's not like I had nothing, but I was just kind of like, I don't know. Like, I just have this hope that this is where I'm meant to be, and like, the money God will provide. Like, the yeah. money will be there. I, you know, I just, I just have this hope. Like, I don't know what to tell you. But then, uh, everybody knows the market kind of went a little nuts, a little dead. <laughs> and so I leave, and then I have Ed in July, so I'm not doing all too much around the summer because I have a little newborn. I was either super pregnant or just had her. And so then the fall, like ready to, you know, take off again in this new real estate world. And then that's when kind of everything went crazy with interest rates spiked. And then you go into the holiday season. And so it's like, I have this nesting, like I talked about, like so many months that are going to pay me a quote salary or whatever, you know, and then it's just like the months are going by and I'm like, it's all, it's all good. I still have this many months, this many months, like they're going by. And I'm like, Okay, God, like that hope (laughs) part that I keep like telling everybody, like, oh yeah, yeah, I have hope. I'm fine. I'm fine. You know, I'm like it's starting to close in a little bit. And then, I mean, I literally like had this amazing sale that actually just closed yesterday. Like, kind of drop into my into my lap with these amazing people. And like, when does this close? And another sale close with like the exact month that I needed to like recuperate and now i have all these other things going but it's like oh weird it's like he's testing me a little bit there it's like i'm gonna make you wait till the last minute make you sweat a little bit see see if you're really serious about this hope thing or if it's just
1: he does because that's how he gets the glory right and that's the whole thing right i love that you guys you really do do such a beautiful job of like keeping god first with your family And, um, you know, just having that faith in everything that you do. And I, I want to get to the part where, um, you talked about failing you kind of kind of talk about failing forward and like how you look how you look at failure but first i want to talk a little bit about how you set goals because that's been another oh, yeah. thing that i just have loved watching and my favorite thing is that you do it like publicly at the yeah. beginning of the year you kind of put out like this beautiful post of like your goals for the year yeah. and then at the end you do a recap and like hey this is what i accomplished this is where i fell short so where yeah. did that come from and how do you kind of look at goal setting I don't know where I got the idea to do that. Uh,
2: mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I'm like, I'm a very list person. And mm-hmm. so I like that format of just writing it out. And I just kind of felt like putting it out publicly would hold me more accountable and that people could probably relate to a little bit too. And some of the goals that I'm setting. And so I think this is the third year that I've done that. Um, And I think you have to find what works for you in the way that you make goals, too. Um, I think a lot of people go too hard and then they don't make them and they have all this stress or they feel bad. And for me, habit goals, really, a lot of my goals revolve around habits rather than what the end goal itself is, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. like I don't have a goal to lose 10 pounds, but I have a goal to work out for 20 minutes, five days a week. Right. And I always try to make them um, like sustainable too. So 20 minutes isn't very much, you know, right. you can always go over that. Right. But if you say you're going to do an hour a day, yeah, that's going to, that's a recipe for disaster, you know? Exactly. And so I kind of learned the trick to goal setting for me is to focus on what the consistent action is rather than what the end result is and then re- reward yourself for like having a streak. Like for me, I feel yeah. like I did like 50 days in a row once and I was, then I, I was, and that's not gonna work for everybody. You know, everybody's motivated by different things. But for me, I was like very motivated by seeing that yeah. yeah. take up or yeah. whatever, but yeah but yeah um because that's what it's all about as you know is consistency and so the key thing is building the consistency and then the end goal will happen just on its own you know like you create the habit and then oops you accidentally hit this target you know But if you go in focusing on the target sometimes that just creates like just too much pressure and anxiety and like you're not you're losing. Okay, what are the steps to get there?
1: It's kind of like a goal without a plan is just a wish, right? Yeah, like, exactly. If yeah. The plan then you do on the goal. Um, yeah. I, like what you said a lot of times the outcome you desire is the result of imperfect action yeah. done consistently over time. And it's yeah. so true. You don't have to be perfect every day. And I always relate everything back to like fitness and that. Yeah. You don't have to show up every single day to the yeah. gym to get the result you're looking for at the end. You just have to be, you know, consistently as much yeah. as you can showing up and allowing for life. Cause I think the biggest mistake we make is that when, one thing, you know, one thing happens out of our control. And then we just let it all go. Like, yeah, well, yeah, that I, I, like I ended yeah. the Well, now I quit instead exactly. of, like, instead of this idea of just do the next right thing, like just yeah. because we didn't go as planned, do the thing tomorrow and yeah. you're right back on track. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think people oh, miss, for sure. yeah. miss it a lot. Um, yeah. Everybody falls off
2: and then you just hop back on. Like I just mentioned, I, I, I think that, well, it's probably bad if I don't know what the goal was, but I feel like it was like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty, I'm pretty consistent. I feel like I do need to kind of switch them up a little bit because I've been, I feel like I've been carrying over a lot of, oh, that's not too loud. it's like no, me. So <laughs> <laughs> um. I've been carrying over, I feel like a lot of the same goals that I had done before. And so now I feel like they, they have become habits because of the way that I've done it. And yes, there are times that like, I'm super busy and I fall off on the working out or I got sick or something like that. But then mm-hmm. I do just jump right back on, or like I've had, I had the goal of never, ever missing a Sunday for church yeah and I think that's been on my list each time and so like that very first year like I don't care if we were traveling like I don't care what inconvenience quote or quote it was causing but I was gonna go and then I did that for two years and now it's like I feel like now that could probably drop like because I'm doing that naturally right Um, Yeah. Even though I have now, I feel like I've established a habit enough that like, yeah, if I do miss one, like not having to bend over, like,
1: cause I feel like I had to do it that way to hit that number in order to build that habit. But. And I think that's kind of the key is that to create this whole beautiful life that you want to be living, it starts with small goals. Right. But over time, once you've done these things that like, I don't have to put go to the gym five right. days on my goals anymore, because it's my life. It's the yeah. life that I live every single day. So now it's like, I, I already do that. So now I have space in my life or in my goal sheet or whatever yeah. on my list to like, do new things that I'm not already accustomed yeah. to doing. So yeah, I think that's such a great way. And I feel like I remember your first or the first time I remember you doing a streak was like running a mile a day or something. Yes, yes. And right.
2: then and then I I mean, talk about vulnerability. Like, I feel like people were watching me do that. And I was like updating them ever so often. And then I did. I, I think I got to maybe like 18 days. Maybe I got a little more than that. I might have been above that. I don't know. But I just, I think I got sick and I was just forcing it and just didn't feel right anymore. And so mm-hmm. then I ran into somebody and she's like, how's your strict going? And I had to be like, Oh, I quit, and it's like I was all hyping it up on Facebook about how I was doing that, and then I quit, and then I was like, "Well, I feel like I need to come clean here and be honest." Yeah. And so, like, I did, and but I feel that's always, I feel like I, I don't know, like a part of my brand to be real and to be vulnerable.
1: Well, that's part of what I yes, want, yeah, that's part of what I want to talk about too, because that's basically failing forward because you learned something from that, mm-hmm. and maybe you learned like. I'm not going to run a mile every single day, but yeah, I don't think that's a smart do, idea for the like, knees <laughs> 20 minutes or whatever. So yeah, you can, yeah. like your goals to get to the same end result. Yeah. But in such a way that you're able to keep up with it. And also knowing like, cause I think streaks can sometimes, if you have a, like an obsessive
0: brain, yeah.
1: um, <laughs> kind of mess you up so you might realize like oh streaks are not a good thing for me they become obsessive like i had i had at one point worked out for 554 days oh yeah i remember that yeah devastating for me to like you know, I was like, yeah. I remember I threw my back out one time. So I was sitting in my sauna doing bicep curls. You're like, got to do something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so it was like the streak became more important than the actual like goal or the end result. Just finding ways to goal set that, you know, inspire you and motivate you and that work for you. Um, but I do want to talk about like failing forward because that was a part of your notes that I saw, like you and Justin invested in a cabin in the mountains mm-hmm. because it was a dream of yours. So I yeah. just love the perspective on that. So can you share a little about that? Like how, Yes. You know, yes.
2: Um, yeah. And everybody's followed along with that journey and I've shared about it and people may or may not have noticed I've gone kind of dark on that <laughs> lately because right. we ended up putting it up for sale and, I haven't done a post yet on it I'm kind of waiting for it to sell, but then I will, because that's who I am. I am vulnerable um, yeah. about what happened, but um, yeah, I mean, we took, we took a huge risk. We wanted to, we wanted to do something. We wanted a cabin. It was a dream of ours and we analyzed the numbers to the best that we knew at the time. And um, I heard a quote once that said, be here in a year because a lot of people, you know, you try something and then you start hitting like a little bit of resistance and they're like, Oh my God, we made a terrible decision. We need to get out, like jump off the ship now, <laughs> you know, whatever. And so I'm like, we need to go through the full, cause it's seasonal, you know, there's going to be peak seasons and down season. I'm like, we got to go through the full year to ride this thing out. And, um, and we did that and we got through the end of the year and we're just like, You know, there, there comes a point where it's like, how long do we keep trying to force this versus taking the money out and putting it into a different investment that makes us more money, you know? And so, um, yeah, we ultimately, I had talked to a realtor to see what she thought the value would be. Um, and we're like, yeah, that's, that sounds good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so then we got it on the market and now it's been on the market for a little bit. So we're having to have a little faith and, and prayer that that'll sell. But all that to say, like, I, I have no regrets about, you know, the experience we went and visited a couple times. So we got trips out of it. I can run an Airbnb or VRBO, like easy breezy now. Like I am fully versed on how to do that. And not only just, how to do it, but how to do it like efficiently and effectively. Like we have no issues with the management side Um, Mm -hmm. and people will probably be surprised, but like, I mean, in Iowa, the cabins in Georgia, I ran that whole thing from my phone with like very little hiccups and we had great guest reviews and then they would, they would book it, they would get automatic messages, the cleaners would automatically get notified, they'd be in and out. Sometimes I wouldn't even have any communication with people, right. we would just know we were there because we saw them enter through the ring doorbell. Right. And so I mean, I can teach how to do that. You know, like I know how to do that. I got it down. Um. And we had great experience. And we and yeah, we just learned so much. And we took that risk. And um. And yeah, it was all worth it. And now, I mean, we're hoping at the sale price that we're at, we'll be able to get everything back out yeah. that we put in Anyways, so that's obviously always the goal. Um, we'll see. It's been on the market a little bit, but but even so, it's, you just, you can't beat yourself up over that. But that's the difference between, I don't know, that entrepreneur own risk-taking mindset versus like. Other people could see this exact scenario and be like, see, that is exactly why I don't want to do that. Yes. And I'm like, well, I don't I don't want people to see it that way. Cause I don't see it that way. You don't see it and, that way. And the most successful people, real estate or otherwise, can probably tell you like 10, 15, like hundreds of experiences just like this that they went through. Yes. Nobody gets successful in life and doesn't have things like this happen. Yeah, and no like, one. Gets we out. probably have worse things than this about to happen because this really isn't all that bad. We'll probably get all or most of the money back out, and we'll just move on. Right. Other people like go bankrupt; they lose thousands. They lose their of own homes. Yeah, thousands, millions of dollars, and so yeah. yeah, yeah. There is sometimes quote failures that you know, and and roadblocks and obstacles that you hit and in this journey. But-
1: I think this has to be your mindset around failure. Yeah. What do you do? Are you going to look at a failure as a failure and I suck and I quit and I'm done or a failure as like, Oh my gosh, look what I learned. Like, look, oh, yeah. I can take this with me now and I can do even bigger things than I ever dreamed of what I learned from this quote unquote failure. Right. Yeah. Um, I think that like we go through, I mean, Jonathan goes, has so many failures as far as that kind of thing is concerned, you know, in the stock market and, um, you know, (laughs) in in purchasing properties and then you don't know what the market's going to do. All you can do is, the best you can do right you can yeah. collect the information that you need know all the things that you need to know and then it's just it is it's a risk and you yeah. know when you're going in like hey this could go this way or it could go this way and we have to be yeah. okay with either outcome yeah so that's so yeah. good that y'all, y'all were able to do that like just your perspective on it and yeah. with life your perspective on all the things that happen in life um you know kind of makes or breaks how yeah. it how it looks to you and I think um you I feel know, like
2: positivity and perspective are a big part of my like my overall brand too and there was one time when I was teaching still that I remember then this is where kind of like a switch flipped in terms of like what I was going to put out into the world because I had had a meeting with students I went back to school at like six thirty and that was students at school for something and they were just like you know, just talking, not paying attention, and like I was just tired and super frustrated. I was like, you know, and then by the time they all left, I was like, what? Why am I like? Why did I even come here? This is so annoying. And so like I had posted something on on Twitter <laughs> back when I used to have Twitter. Mm-hmm. I had tweeted, I don't remember what it said, but something to the effect of like needing a Xanax and like I'm so glad that I gave up my time when nobody's even paying attention to me. Like I don't know, something stupid, yeah. and petty like that. Yeah. Um, and a parent saw it and responded and kind of called me out like students shouldn't have to feel bad for i don't know your time i I forget what she said but she just kind of called me out and um i don't know why but like that was just like such a pivotal like what does it do to me to put out complaints and we all know there's certain people on Facebook or in the social media world that everything is complaining, like always this, that, another. And I just like at that moment was like, I'm not going to do that because I just started thinking about it logically. What does that help? It doesn't do anything. Like there's no point to it. All it does is you're trying to get other people to come into your party with you. Right. And uh, I was just like, I'm just not going to do that anymore. That doesn't mean that I'm going to be like, And I hate this term, the whole like toxic positivity, I hate that word. I'm like, don't make people feel bad to be positive and and have a good perspective. Um, But all that to say, I'm not saying that I'm being fake and I'm like, I am, you can still be vulnerable, right? you know, but there's a difference between like being real and being vulnerable and then just going out there and complaining, Right. you know, to me, that's not the same thing.
1: Right. I'm not saying you
2: have to be like raw, raw, positive all the
1: time. A positive spin on a bad situation, yeah. no, that what better way to live? You yeah. know, that's funny because I just had something happen yesterday where I kind of learned a similar, I was at the gym and I noticed that like four days a week, I am like a whiny little baby at the gym and nobody would probably think that, but I, it, and it's my anxiety, it's fear. It comes from yeah. fear because I have like a an expectation of myself to perform in a certain way. For some reason, I just put so much stock in the gym. I don't know why (laughs) I was like, I got home and I was like, I don't like that about myself. Like I'm there anyway, I'm going to do the workout no matter what it is or how hard it is or whatever it is. So I don't need to like rally my troops and tell everybody how much it's like, man, this is really going to suck. This is yeah. gonna hurt. It's <laughs> this like validation of like, Oh yeah, you're here to do this hard thing. And, um, almost like looking for somebody to say like, Oh, let's not, or what? Like, no, yeah, shut up. you're just here to do the workout. You showed up, you walked in with your own two yeah. feet. If you don't want to do it, go home. But like that, that isn't me either. And I was just like, Hmm. I just noticed it about myself. Like, yeah. I don't like that. And yeah. I think that's the first thing is just like, Hey, let me just notice this. Yeah. yeah. And like, you know, you noticed you put that kind of yucky thing out there and someone kind of called you out on it and then it didn't feel really good. And so mm-hmm. you just, you just make a change. And so I think, yeah. that I think that's hugely important to be like self-aware. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, what you, what you, it is true. I think what you, put out is what you get back yeah. and like Justin and I are both like big believers and like energy and that sort of thing and like mm-hmm. sometimes I feel like I tread that line. And, like there's certain ways of, of looking at that that I don't like because I mean it's God you sure. know no, I get um, it. but yeah. but yeah I mean there is something to say about like what you're putting out and your positive energy and your spin and everything mm-hmm. um Versus always being negative. Like, it just seems like you see people that are negative complaining all the time. It's just like, it's always something. Now this happened to them. And now this happened to them. And
1: just you find what you're looking for. So if you're always yeah. complaining and you're always thinking everything's bad, then you're going to look at social media and you're going to find all the negative. You're going to see all the bad news. But when you're putting out good or you're looking for good, yeah, then that's what you see. You find what you're looking for.
2: My mom was here this week and we were just talking about this too. And she's like a lot probably a lot of the people that they're putting out, that's the sort of thing to the world, the same sorts of things are also happening to everybody else, but yeah. they're just having a different perspective on it, or they're not putting it out there and things like that, you know, and I'm like, that is probably true, because mm-hmm. it's, it's all illusion and perspective, you know, it seems like, oh, this has always happened to them. This has always happened to them. But yes.
1: yeah, yeah. And social media like it just allows us to see so much, you know, mm-hmm. like, we weren't. We weren't even probably designed to have like yeah. much information coming yeah. with us at all times. So I think that's like something to keep in mind as well. Like we think maybe like some of the problems that we're facing in the world, just in general, like have never happened before. When in reality, all these things have been happening for all of yeah. time, but we just weren't privy to it all all the time.
2: Oh yeah, I know. When people talk about how bad the world is now, which hey, I mean, yeah, it is. Yeah. But you you know because you're doing Bible recap too. Yeah. Dude. But Bible it's always been bad. It's <laughs> actually I think it was a lot worse. <laughs> you know, like just like read Genesis and Exodus and then and then get yeah, back to come back. Like, yeah. people were always crazy because
1: You're right. You're right. <laughs> that's
2: a whole nother conversation. But <laughs>
1: Um, okay. So before we go, this is wonderful. I want you to, do you have like some favorite books or podcasts that you, um, that just have changed your life? I don't know. I mean, we talk about, um, I do a ton of personal development. Like I always yeah. say, whenever I'm driving in the car, I'm only listening to podcasts. Um, I love to read. In fact, I was just talking to my friend, like, she's like, are you done with whatever book? And I was like, no, because I kind of feel guilty when I read that one. Cause it's just straight pleasure. It's like a novel. It's not yeah. like, because I'm always like, I want to be doing yeah. personal development. So, what are mm-hmm. some of your like favorite books and podcasts? I would say "You're a
2: Badass" by Jen Sincero is my favorite favorite book. I mean, and I just feel like nothing else has ever come close to topping that one. I, I think I just really like. I love the way she writes. Just like yeah. her metaphors, <laughs> oh, yes. it, they're just spot on. Mm-hmm. Um, I just read "The Power of One More" by Ed Mylett. That good. was really good too. And in terms of podcasts, I would say he's probably the best out there in terms of a personal development type of podcast.
1: I don't he's so do. Good.
2: He's so like still. Yeah.
1: I love that he has a Christian perspective too. Like clearly, yeah, I know. So I, I enjoy that. Yeah, he
2: drops that in, and he and he does it so tactfully. You know, really like does. it's not in a way that he's pushing it. And I know a lot of. I guess i shouldn't say a lot but i know that there's plenty of people that are listening that are not christians so like they're probably getting that little exactly. that little feeler out there but he does it yeah he does it in such a great way that it's not overbearing yeah um but yeah the people he brings on and and everything is is really good i'd say he's my favorite one for personal development but otherwise admittedly i probably listen to way too many conservative commentators on my dad <laughs> in that way <laughs> one of the things you know. I need to stop waste, wasting my time with that but if, if I'm listening to personal development I'm listening to Ed life yes okay uh,
1: I listen to his every week too he, he's so good did you listen this week it was a little uncomfortable is it the sex one
2: <laughs> <laughs> I started it I haven't finished it yet it's like oh gosh I was like uh, uh, yeah yeah that yeah I only, but Yeah. Have you ever, did I have you ever listened to the Touched by Heaven podcast? Mm -hmm. No, Yeah, you should look that one up. And it has. um, Yeah, there's stories of some of them are near death experiences where people went to heaven or hell and have these like crazy experiences or other times it's not necessarily a near death experience, but just like some other sort of miracle or spiritual thing that happened to them and stories about that. Mm, And it's just like you just it's so good and you just listen and you're like wow like that that's impossible yeah like, you know like things like they were crashing and then all of a sudden that they, they woke up and they didn't crash <sighs> and like just yeah weird things like that so yeah no it's definitely out
1: okay well yeah. so you are awesome at your social media i know you just recently <laughs> won an award right something about real estate. I was on the list for the top social media realtors in Iowa. Yes. So I Um, love how you're just utilizing your social media. Um, Just it's such a I love how you do it. You do it just so well. Oh, thanks. Well, and that all started with network marketing. So I just
2: think of how like, I feel like I would have started at like a lower part on the ladder of my real estate business if I didn't have network marketing before because I had what three plus years leading up to that that I had been putting in the work to build a brand. brand and it all started like when you said you saw like that change in me and so that was five years ago and I just I started going live putting positivity out there and really using social media not in a way to be spammy yes but to be vulnerable and to share, yeah, just to inspire people, and it's still family. And then, like you sneak a little businessy things in exactly. here and there. But like, I learned how to do that, and I spent years building that. Really, just kind of like fine tuning what my brand is. That obviously, family, like a mom and a wife, yeah. real estate. And then obviously positivity is a really big one. And then just like weirdness that of being is yourself. It's like my other, yeah, it would be yeah. my other pillar. And like, I just feel like that's very defined. I keep thinking I want to do a post where I ask people like what they would think my pillars are, yeah, or what, you know, but I would be curious, weird. but I feel like it's very, yeah.
1: Yeah, I always wonder that too. Like, if you were to tell me, because yeah. like, I do wonder, like, what is the perspective? Like, because yeah. sometimes, you know, you know who you are and you know what you share. And it's just like, is that what people receive? Like, do they give right. it in the same way I'm giving it? Like, I don't know. Yeah. I think that would be an interesting thing to actually ask. But I know, uh, I think so too. People should definitely check out your social media. What is your Instagram handle? My
2: Instagram is unashamedly Ashley Nate. And then Facebook, obviously my, just my name for my personal page. And then my business page is Ashley Nate real estate.
1: Okay. So
2: my, I had my Instagram as Ashley Nate real estate and I don't know. I just felt like it boxed me in way too much. I was like, I don't want to be only that. Like, can I still post my weird dancing movie only real estate? And so, so I just felt like I had to go to unashamedly Ashley Nate instead so that I I I felt like I could be a little more have more freedom to be silly yes for (laughs) sure no dance yeah it it is wild with social media though because i i don't know yeah because people say that about me and i'll see people on public they're like oh ashley i love your videos i'm (laughs) like i don't even do it that often i know you love dancing i'm like it's really like maybe once a month or like you know and Right. But I'm like clearly I've built this brand and this perspective of around people out this there, even
1: though like yeah, yeah. Point, it's, it's also natural. it's also like family karaoke night, you know like yeah, yeah. People, yeah, people get invested. I think people love that. I mean people people are drawn to like fun, right? And right. Get, you guys always seem to be having fun. So I and think well, you find your people, right?
2: You know like. And Definitely. sometimes you get in your own head and things that I post, I'm like, oh, this is gonna annoy people. Or I I just have this feeling there's certain people that I'm like, I just know they don't like me.
0: Yeah, but and so then far. it can kind
2: of bug you, but yeah. that's just life. Like yeah.
1: you're you're not your gonna connect with actually- everybody and <laughs> that's
2: okay. That <laughs> doesn't mean they think you're a bad person that their vibe is not the same as you. Exactly.
1: But that's the thing, like you're attracting like minded people. And if right. you're in a business like I'm in, like that's what you're looking for. You're yeah. looking for who are attracted to you and how you show up and how you lead and how you live your life because those are the people you want to be doing business with you know exactly Um, so yeah so okay so everybody go check out ashley's social media i'll put the handles i'll put the stuff in the show notes so that people can find you if you're looking for real estate in iowa especially um reach out to ashley um she's always posting um you know uh, properties on her on her social media and it's so fun to just follow along so thank you so much for your time it was fun to yes check. thank you for having me it's so fun it is okay we'll do it again we'll do it again yes so Steph can be on
2: <laughs> yes but yes we'll just have to come back and do it again
1: yes all right well y'all have you have a best weekend and I'll, I'll talk to you soon
0: sounds good all
1: right thank you
0: okay that's a wrap on another episode of Activate Stay up to date
1: by following Steph underscore view and Kristen Lee Ballard on Instagram. Please
0: share this episode and rate and review us today on iTunes. Thanks for being here. We love y'all. Later.